Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect on my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shane, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Football Friday with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, you and I were able to survive the snow we got through here. You know, it, it's coming down, but again, when you're two grizzled veterans like you and I on the roads, we find a way to get to where we need to be through the uh, the white stuff. Find a way, kid. Get a cup of coffee and find a way to put on a good radio show and have some fun and entertain people. There's a ground stop at O'Hare, mm-hmm. so if you haven't been monitoring that and you're planning on either picking someone up or flying, we are mandated to have to tell you there's a ground stop on all flights at O'Hare now because of the ice and snow in the O'Hare area. But uh, if you're looking to go to Midway, everything's flying. So if you want to go to Midway, that's where all the planes are. You can go wherever you want to go. Also, Chicago Executive, all the uh, all the planes are ready to go. So O'Hare, I don't own a jet at a Chicago Executive. Yeah, how about Midway? You own, own a jet there? I could buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> like, so I would imagine all the airports shut down. I would imagine, right? No. Midway is full clear oh, right I don't now. think that's true. I don't tell people that. I don't think that's true. 78 and sunny air. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. There's a lot to discuss. Bears have now put in a request to talk to Shane Waldron. We reported that yesterday from the Seahawks. Yeah. He's very well respected. And another guy who's well respected, he isn't the play caller there. But he's got an unbelievable history with his family. It's Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak, who is the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Clint Kubiak is considered to be one of the bright, young offensive minds in the NFL. He's the Kyle Shanahan tree. The last guy to leave that tree and go be an OC is Bobby Slowick in his first year as a play caller. He's in the playoffs with the Texans with a rookie head coach, D'Amico Ryans, a rookie play caller in him, and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. So the Bears are looking to talk to him about potentially becoming their new O.C. So before you start doing cartwheels of how awful Luke Getze is and how this guy's going to run in here and tailor it to Justin, just know that when Justin was coming out, a good friend of mine who knows Kyle Shanahan said, Kyle wouldn't have taken Justin with 32 first-round picks. He evaluated all the quarterbacks, and he picked Trey Lance. That didn't work out, but he did get Brock Purdy. I do not believe if Clint Kubiak is the guy, I don't know if he's getting the job, I do not believe he would want to coach Justin. Yeah, well, but we'll see. I mean, whoever the offensive coordinator is, I still can't get out of my head that I would love to marry the new offensive coordinator with a new head coach and new coaching staff. I just can't get past it. I know we talked about it this week, but I still have on my mind that, yes, 
the Bears decided this 7-10 and 10 season is all predicated on Luke Getze and what he did not do as offensive coordinator or because the offense was stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell you that it's more than just Luke Getze. It's more than just Justin Fields. It's just how the operation was working. Yeah, you had three wins the season before and seven wins. That is an improvement, sure. But I just think that if you're trying to be different than everyone else around the National Football League, you strike why the iron's hot. Yeah, we can give all these names for offensive coordinator, but still, Matt Eberflus is still the head coach for this Bears team. And in this offseason cap, with all of these coaches that are available, well, I don't think we've ever had names like this. We've had names, but have you had Hall of Fame names like a Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh that could be going to the NFL? Or Vrabel. Or Mike Vrabel or, or Dan Quinn or Brian Flores? I mean, there is a lot of names there, not just names, but difference-making coaches. And the Bears punted on it. And now we're just looking for an offensive coordinator who could be a lame duck after a year if the Bears don't get to where they need to be. I just can't get past that this morning. Like, yes, I saw the same names that you saw. But the point is, though, is that is this eyewash? Or can someone come in and make a difference with Caleb Williams or Justin Fields or whoever the quarterback's going to be? People forget about transition. Like, it's just not automatic for everybody. There are examples that we've given, like Houston, and others where it's like, hey, man, from job one, from day one, bam, look how everything works. It doesn't work that way for everybody. No. And it never works for the Chicago Bears like that immediately, all the time, Okay, when you have sustained success. So uh, let me just say this to you, and I, I agree with you. I'd love to see it all married together, but it doesn't always work that way. But if we go back through and we look at some of the situations where young quarterbacks were drafted and they brought in these guys, but there was already an existing head coach. Maybe they changed play callers. Maybe they didn't. But I believe Sean McDermott was the head coach. I think they may have had an offensive coordinator change in there, and they drafted Josh Allen. They weren't all married on the same timeline. Um, Same deal with Tua. They brought in a new head coach with an existing quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that one's worked. Uh, The Jets stink. The Patriots, no good. They, they picked the quarterback. It just didn't work. Uh, John Harbaugh drafted and developed Lamar Jackson. Changed play callers in it, but it's John Harbaugh. He's a Hall of Fame level coach. Kevin Stefanski acquired Deshaun Watson in a trade. Mm-hmm. Revamped his staff. Mike Tomlin picked Kenny Pickett. Cincinnati, was Zach Taylor already there when they drafted Joe Burrow? I believe he was. I believe that's correct. I believe so. My point is that there are situations where you don't have to have a new head coach and a new play caller and a new quarterback and all on the same timeline. Andy Reid, now he's, if it's not Belichick, it's Andy Reid or Lombardi. I mean, they're all in that Mount Rushmore of amazing coaches. He picked Patrick Mahomes, dropped him in and said, you're going to learn behind Alex Smith for a year. We'll make you a great prospect, and then you got to deliver. He's done just that. Uh, Indianapolis, they did it the other way, the way you like. Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, new play call, all of it. And he got hurt, but he looks like a really good prospect. So there's both sides do work if you get the right people. If they draft Caleb Williams and they get the right, let's say it's Shane Waldron. Caleb Williams, Shane Waldron. They like Eberflus, and I will give him credit. His team didn't quit 14 in a row. They battled. The defense got better. They're not a great team yet, obviously. 
So both sides can work. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, you are a sweat and an Ngakwe away from being just kind of above average defense. That mattered, too. Like, the secondary was opportunistic, yes. Yep. But would you say that the guy we begged for, Ngakwe, comes in and he pays dividends right away for the Bears, and same thing with Sweat later on in the season? Yeah, okay, they didn't quit. But, again, the end result is 7-10. and 10. And all I'm saying is, is that I'm rooting for the Bears for them to be better than that. I mean, I mean, again, you go from three wins to seven wins is great. What I'm telling you, Cap, is that I'm calling it now. I'm going to call it now in, in a snowy January before we even get there, in that you're going to get the excuses if it doesn't work early offensively. You'll get the excuse, well, you know the offensive coordinator they just brought in, he just got here, and he's trying to work with Caleb Williams or Drake May or, or, or Justin Fields. You know, it's going to take some time. 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 You get tired of having to wait. I mean, I, I can admit, an impatient Bears fan, because I want what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. But And I know that the one thing I keep telling you is I understand that this is what it looks like when you tank, that it takes time for you to be able to get to where you need to be. But will you, though? That's the thing. So okay, can you guarantee me that the Chicago Bears will not have another pop-up championship? Like when Nagy got here, right? Nagy knew, I bet, from the rip. He saw Trubisky and goes... Oh, man, I need to do a little shell game here because I, we can't put the game on his arm. So we're going to do some trick plays here. Santa slaying all this other stuff. I'm going to open up the playbook just to make Trubisky comfortable. That's what happened. And then you put the game on his arm. You saw what and happened. And you had a historic defense that year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, I mean, to offensively, it wasn't Trubisky that was going to have to help this team offensively with a 300-yard game and four touchdowns. You knew that wasn't in the, in the arsenal. They didn't have the personnel for it. I'm saying is that they had to do the old shell game and have a sleight of hand offensively just to score. You saw that. Yes. And then year two, year three, not so much. Correct. So all I'm saying is, Cap, is that I'm just calling it now. What's going to happen is if the Bears draft Caleb Williams and he's a starter and you get a new offensive cleaner in, and then all of a sudden people will say, well, what happened? This is supposed to be this new offensive coordinator, this uh, offensive genius, this guru. It doesn't work that way all the time immediately, at least not for the Chicago Bears. That's correct. That's so, the thing that sucks. So your hope is, like, if I, what if I said to you, hey, Justin could get you to nine wins next year. Great. But you're going to flame out early in the playoffs, and you're going to be like, I don't know, should we have taken Caleb? Or if I dropped Caleb Williams on your roster and next year is seven and ten, eight and nine, whatever it is, but the next year, oh, wow. Year two, look at the growth. Wow, we won 11 football games. Like, I'm willing to be that patient because I want the ultimate prize. Before I retire from this profession, I want, oh, wow, Cap and Jay Hood are doing the morning show from the NFC title game? They're at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Holy cow. Danny sent them to the Pro Bowl. The Bears have nine players there? Like, I want that run. Yeah. I want to be doing shows in bars where... Hey, man, NFC championship gear is out. I want that. Yeah. That's the one thing I haven't had. Yes. On a regular basis where you say, hey, the playoffs start, look for the Chicago Bears because they'll always be there. Right. A model of stability, great organization, arrow pointing up. That's what you want. Do you remember what the announcers were saying in the 90s? Well, I basically have to move to Chicago because the Bulls are going to go the whole way. We've got to be around there. And Ahmad Rashad or whoever it was basically had a condo here. 
They were here all the time. Oh, yeah. And then in the 2015, 16, 17, 18, they were always here. Who was it? Dan Schulman or one of them we had on said, well, the Cubs are going to be making a deep run. We're going to be in Chicago a lot. Mm -hmm. And they were. I want that run for our Bears. And and the scenario you pointed uh, out to us, and you said, well, you know, what if the Bears go from three wins to seven wins to nine or ten wins and make the playoffs? Well, that's all I've ever wanted is for the Bears to be in the postseason. But guess what? They were with Matt Nagy, and we didn't like it. Uh, No, it was fine. It just didn't look sustainable offensively because they had, like you said, they had a strong defense. I, I mean, you can never turn a blind eye to the, the playoffs with the Chicago Bears. It's so few and far in between. Okay. The only time that, that Bears fans did not like the Bears being in the playoffs and knew that the other shoe was going to drop was Grossman in that Super Bowl run in 06. Uh, that was the worst time for me as a Bears fan doing what we do because, hey, the Bears won the ball game. Yeah, but Grossman sucks. Yeah, but the Bears won. Ah, but this team's not any good. The defense is great, but Grossman sucks. That was a hard time. I was at the Park West, sold out, doing the pregame with, with uh, Steve Silverman. Say, hey, what do you think? The Bears in the Super Bowl? Yeah, we're just here to drink. We know what's going to happen. Really? People were not enamored with that team offensively. That was a hard season to, to talk Bears because people just knew it wasn't good enough offensively. Agreed. And that sucked because, hey, I was like, I never thought I'd see the Bears in the Super Bowl. I was excited. But you kind of knew in the back of your head, this offense can't hunt. They just can't do it. The defense was carrying the weight. The defense was scoring for the offense, if you remember that year. Correct. They were so great. And all I'm saying, Cap, is that all these names that that you've talked about, that's a possibility for the OC, I just need to see it. I want to see how the development of this quarterback is going to be, whether it's the development of what you already have in Justin or a new quarterback. And by the way, when people call us and say, you know, I don't want a rookie in here because that – retards the progress of the of the team because you're going to be better on your offensive line and good on your your defense and you know you've got a good team if you bring a rookie quarterback in that will set to set the uh, franchise back i mean that's the great unknown with a rookie quarterback correct even as great as as caleb williams is supposed to be correct so i get that uh jay moore i saw something interesting on the uh bear social media uh i think it was their instagram they had justin fields in the uh, graphics for the uh, London trip yeah, next the London season. game. But in the produced video, he was nowhere to be found. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, I thought he and DJ Moore did Not the... that one. It's another one that was produced with, you know, stuff from London. And, and you see flashes of DJ Moore's jersey. and But it's nothing with Fields. Because wow. they did two then. Because I saw one... Where it's, hey, I'm DJ Moore, I'm Justin Fields, you know, come see us in London, yeah, it's whatever. it's not that one, it's another There's one. There's another one, so maybe they made two in case he's not there. But <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, these social media departments, they don't, hey, Mr. Poles, yeah, this is Nicole in social media. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, are you okay if we do this? Because I can tell you for a fact, because I asked Ryan Pace about it, the old GM. Yeah. He was at home and the phone rang and it was media relations. Um, Ryan, yeah, sorry to bother you. I know it's 930. Uh, I know you're resting or with your family. We got a problem. What's up? Social media put out QB1 with Andy Dalton's picture on it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. What? He's yeah. not QB1. We didn't say that. We said he's coming here to be part of our quarterback room. They put him as QB1. Damn. Dude, he called Matt Nagy. They were so mad. Yeah. 
I don't know what happened to the media or the uh, social media person. I don't. They got fired. Got this. I have no idea. Never asked. They were beside themselves angry. Why would you do that? Now we're going to have that all over the news. And it was, remember? Yes. We were taking calls. That's why you always have to ask. That was just some boob that's behind a computer that went to ESPN.com and looked up a depth chart that was just a guess and said, oh, it says Andy Dalton QB1. Huh. There we go. Sense. Welcome to Chicago, QB1, Andy Dalton. <laughs> and we, people were like, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 So, oh, and like people always think these things mean something. Justin Fields being front and center in that graphic. Don't forget now, these sports teams have no soul. Blake Griffin got Clipper for life put up in the rafters at that stadium two weeks before they sent him to Detroit. Dude, how many yeah. times do you have yeah. games where, wow. oh God, we have a bobblehead night or you know a giveaway night of, of some picture? Hey, we're going to honor so and so. Uh, he got traded yesterday. What? <laughs> There's boxes of cases of bobbleheads of players that got traded. That's crazy. It is what it is, man. Here we are, Cap. We're going to enjoy playoff football this weekend. And once again, Soldier Field is dark. Yeah. It's, no, nothing happening. I was on the phone with Travis Wacker from Marketing Upstairs yeah. and Promotions. And I said, where you at, brother? He said, I'm at Soldier Field. Soldier Field, what are you doing? I'm picking up all our equipment because the season's over. And I hung up for him. And I went, Damn. how sad is that? <laughs> he's at the freaking stadium, and he's got to get all the equipment out of there. And look at this outside. It would be the ultimate bear weather game. Well, Can you imagine if it's snowing all weekend and it clears just in time for Sunday afternoon, 325. It's cold. Eight degrees. They've cleared the field. <laughs> Luca and his guys who run Soldier Field got it beautiful. It's cold. There's the heaters. Bear weather. Let's go. Yeah, bear weather. And some West Coast team will come in here and whip our ass in this same Bears weather. Whatever. So that's that's the whole point of that. I just, you know, when it comes to Ryan Poles, I think that you and I are locking step in this young man being able to uh, reimagine this franchise. I told you, you had to put your balls on the table. Right there to George McCaskey and say, yeah, I got an idea on how to change this Bears roster. I'm going to save you some money, get rid of some of these popular guys and these veterans, and we're going to start over. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can see it through to uh, being a perennial playoff team. That's all I've ever wanted, Cap. Mm-hmm. We have not seen this. Only, you know, We are a certain age that can remember what that looked like in the 80s. I mean, some of our younger listeners have no idea what it's like when the Bears completely just, just – um, capture the hearts and minds of the city when you have non-sports people saying hey the chicago bears the football team right yeah i'll be part of that party yeah i'll, I'll be i'll be on that bandwagon because everyone understands how the cubs and Sox and the the bulls and the blackhawks all the fans come together for one common cause and that is the chicago bears they are they are the lightning rod in the city and all I want to see is playoff football on a regular basis. Do you remember when they put the bear helmets on the Lions outside Art Institute in 85? Yeah. Like, that was the cherry on top of the Sunday. All right, now they're legit. And then the rest of the way ended in the Super Bowl victory. Like, the city was electric. It's amazing. Every day. 
I wish some of our young listeners could. I mean, it's one thing to go on YouTube and go through some of the specials that used to be. They used to have Chicago Bears specials so you could see the back and forth. The, the reason why that was so great, not just the football, but you knew everybody on the team, Cap. Everyone had, it, had their own unique personality. Yeah. And the news, and you would think that in a primitive time, without digital and without YouTube and without social media, how could you know about those? That that's how good the news was. Well, the news could let you know, hey, you want to know about Kurt Becker? Here's, here's, some, here's some ideas of what he likes to do. Jay Hilkenberg, you would think anonymous on the offensive line, right? No, he's got a personality, and we'll show you why. Everybody had a profile. Correct. All the way throughout the roster. Special teams guys had a, had a personality. It was led by Jim McMahon. It was led by, you know, by Fridge Perry and Walter Payton, those guys. But even the guys that you didn't think had a huge role, you'd know who they were. Remember the poster? I think you had to go to the Chevy dealer, Chicagoland Chevy dealer dealers and get a poster of the bruise brothers i had it was i still have that poster mm-hmm. somewhere at the house it was thayer and hilgi and van horn and bortz and covert and they were all dressed up like the blues brothers with the sunglasses and the fedoras dude it was awesome yes and you knew who they were though that's yes. the only thing they weren't anonymous and that's that's what i want to bring back to the city i want the bears to bring that back where now in this digital and social media era, you definitely get a chance to know all the players. Oh, in this town? Oh, my goodness. Like, Who would want to know about a special teams person? Well, if you're a Bears fan, you want to know about everybody. Yes. And knew about everybody. Correct. You know, if, you know, in a sport where they wear helmets mostly, you kind of know exactly who they, they were at that time. Yeah. And I'd love to see that come back again. But again, here we go, Cap. Another weekend. And then playoffs and no Chicago Bears. Correct. And so... Your scenario that you po- that you painted, talking about trying to go from seven wins to the playoffs. Well, you know what? I hope that is the case, but I hope that that is the the beginning of something special with the Bears as they try to redo this franchise. That they go from seven to ten wins. I, I told you a few weeks ago. I think they're trending in that direction. It's a legacy defining decision at quarterback. Legacy defining because if he gets it right. He's the GM for the next 15 years. Sure. If he gets it wrong, oh, he works for the Chargers now or wherever he ends up. If, Ju- if he sticks with Justin and it doesn't work, he's fired. If he takes Caleb Williams and it doesn't work, he's fired. But if he grabs whoever it is, oh, my God. We're what? We're 12 and 5? We're a two-seed in the playoff? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. When I hear Kevin Warren, um, the president of the Chicago Bears, talk, I mean, I know that he's pretty much here to make sure that there's a new stadium in place. And, you know, we didn't get to this part of it yesterday. It's talking about how he loves Chicago, almost leaning and kind of in a political way, talking about, boy, it'd be nice to possibly have a stadium in Chicago. He loves Chicago. Talks about Arlington Heights at the same time. So he's kind of going back and forth because he wants to get Arlington Heights solidified. He does throw the carrot out to Chicago, by the way, patting us on the head. Love Chicago. Absolutely. I Love just Chicago. Don't know where the city's getting the money. Exactly. Exactly. George McCaskey's not writing a check for $2 billion or whatever. The mm-hmm. Rams Stadium, now we won't be as expensive because it won't be as opulent and the land in L.A. way more money. Mm-hmm. I think their stadium was $5 billion. But everything I've heard is $2 billion or thereabouts for the Bears. Yeah. There is no shot the Bears can finance that. No. No. 
Uh, I would. My, I guess my point is, I hope that the Bears can start their winning before they even start building the stadium. I don't want to wait five, six years or however it's going to take to be able to build a stadium. I, I want it to have start happening now. Yes, let them start winning now. Let's go. I just, you know, my standards are your standards, Cap. In that, it's just time. You, you know, you've had your Schmenzer knocked in the dirt for too long as a Chicago Bears franchise. And just because there's new faces doesn't mean anything's automatic. What I'm saying is, is that it's just time for you to be able to draw a line in the sand, go in a direction, but start winning in that direction. Right. This whole thing where we just have to just wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for playoff football. Positive Bears thoughts about how they can build on their success. Seven wins is, is fine from three wins, sure. Beggars can't be choosers, but it's time. If they if it's they're time the, to take if, the next if step. they're the same or go backwards next year, that's that's going to be horrible. It won't be good enough. It will not be good enough. Three three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six our phone number. You can watch our show on Twitch and on YouTube as well. As we ask you the question about the Chicago Bears, whatever the Bears decide, do you trust Ryan Poles to get this right? And you and I, I believe, are on the same page that we feel like this young GM has got a plan. You know, I'm really big on mission statements, Cap, as you well know as sports. You got to tell me who you are. How do you, how do you identify yourself as a franchise? Mm-hmm. Now, on the field, I still think it's still up in the air. I don't know what Bears football is. I don't know what it is. It's actually it's been what it's always been: strong defense, run the football. But you got to be more than that. You have to evolve. And so, as far as the franchise is concerned, from Ryan Poles, I just look at it as. This young man is methodically going through step-by-step step to try to add more to the ball club. This last offseason before, he couldn't add 100% and make all these sweeping changes. Correct. But didn't you tell me like 70% so far, right? He told me 70% of the way there th- during this past season. He said, do we have to be better at certain spots? Absolutely. Can't fix everything in one offseason. You just can't. So we'll see where they go. they got to get a center. They got to get more depth. I would like to see them get better on the offensive line at right guard. I'm not a huge Nate Davis guy. Mm-hmm. So if you could upgrade two spots there, get Jalen Johnson locked in, figure out whatever you're doing at quarterback, whatever it is, whether that's Justin or Caleb Williams or you, be ready to go from day one. Get the right OC, put the right game plan together, and take the next step. Okay. For those that missed our conversation yesterday, Cap, I do again bring it up again here in the 7 o'clock hour, in that we know that Poles has the powers as, as GM. And, and Matty Refluis was more and more confident, more and more empowered as the season progressed because he must have had some assurances or he felt good about his defense where he didn't feel like he could be fired. As much as I think that the Bears should have made sweeping changes mm-hmm. based on the uh, coaches that are available, they're going to stick with Refluis. But let's see where the power lies, really. When it comes to the draft and free agency. Let's but, see where the power lies. I, what you just laid out is true, what the Bears need on both sides of the football. But the head coach is still ultimately a defensive coordinator. Look how much they, they help themselves on the defensive side. with The linebacker core, getting in Gakwe, getting that deal for sweat. Okay, your defense is pretty much solidified outside of a few other changes. But that offensive line is paramount, man. If you had three new offensive linemen, I mean, two to start and one as a backup, I'd be fine with that. Do, do the draft or free agency. I'd love to see that. Correct. Let's see where the power lies. Correct. You know how the draft is. You know, you, you and I have gone back and forth on needs versus want. Let's see where the, the bulk of the, uh, the draft is going. Is it toward more defensive players? 
Someone to replace Eddie Jackson? More depth in the, in the secondary? Or is it where you really need it in that offensive line to protect whoever the quarterback is? I think he's taking a quarterback. I've been pretty clear on that. And I think he's taking a wide receiver. High, if the right guy's there. If Malik Neighbors from LSU is there, they're taking him. I'll be shocked if they passed on him. Now, again, they have to do all their homework and meet with all these guys. But that guy's really good. Roma Dunze, really good. Mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison, really good. But they are not taking a wide receiver at number one. I'll promise you that. Makes sense. They're not. Yeah. They'll either keep Justin and trade the pick, or more likely they'll take Caleb Williams. By the way, did you see Caleb Williams? Last night he's doing some... I don't know, it was Instagram Live, or Black sent it to me, but I had already seen it, but then Black tweeted it at me, mm-hmm. and he's talking about, he said, oh, I had this deep dish pizza with a big sausage patty on it from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Fire! And his buddy in there is like, oh, I don't want a bowl of tomato soup. He's like, bro, it ain't tomato soup. It's fire. And it, he was talking about Malnati's. Yeah. And so Mark Malnati was at my house. They had a go-to-way party for... One of their executives yeah. at my house last night. He's sitting there. I'm like, look at this. He's like, call USC. We're shipping pizza out tomorrow. That's great. Getting it to him. Yeah, that's how, they, that's how you do business. It's just amazing that the, <laughs> the perception about pizza around here. Yeah. It is, it's just amazing. There's no bad pizza. There, there is no bad pizza, but also stop taking shots at, at, at Chicago pizza. The idea that, well, you know, it's, it's tomato soup or it's a casserole, all that. Do you realize that there's more than just one type of pizza? We have tavern style. We have thin. <laughs> we have Neapolitan. We have this. We have that. We have God. deep dish. Yeah, the, the, the New Yorkers are the worst with this, right? Because I deal with a lot of them, you know, when, I, when I'm working Sirius XM or just uh, friends of mine from the Northeast that love to take a, a shot at Chicago pizza. And I said, listen, I was like, you know, every pizza is not just that, that loose leaf paper that you have for pizza in new york right you fold it while you walk <laughs> yeah like like that's i mean if you like that do you that's fine agreed but always taking a shot at our pizza like well you got to sit down and eat it with a fork and knife i say well then you haven't lived you haven't been in this world-class city where you have options it's just it's always a shot that new yorkers or northeasterners got to take at chicago pizza is that as if we have one pizza we only have one style we got many types and they're all good Jeez, it's a, I know you get that too. I'm sure I do. You know, and and shade the same thing in Detroit, right? The same thing. They only have one type of pizza in Detroit. That's not true. No, no, that, that kind of true. In Detroit, it is kind of true. No. It's a very good type of pizza, but there is really there's only one type of Detroit pizza. I've had different types in Detroit, though. It hasn't haven't just been the Little Caesars type. I've had more. I've oh, had not, Little Caesars ain't Detroit pizza though. Little Caesars is how about Jets. That's Detroit pizza. The Get square deep dish. Belly. That is Detroit pizza. It's all, it's all fine for me, but I've had different types in Detroit as well. It's my, okay. My guy David Filato owns a bunch of the Jets pizzas around here. Yeah. that's He said, that's Detroit pizza. We, he goes, that's what we model our recipe after. Detroit style. Yeah. Chicago? Chicago has awesome thin crust pizzas. They have awesome deep dish. They have stuffed pizzas. We got them all, man. Yeah, so I just, I never understand that. Yep. And, I, and hope Caleb Williams enjoys Chicago pizza, especially if he's going to be a Chicago Bear. It's incoming, kid. It's incoming. <laughs> Whatever the Bears decide, do you trust Ryan Poles to get this right? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. 
This Whoa. is breaking news. Wait a minute. On Chicago's Uh-oh. home for sports. What do we got? ESPN 1000. We turn now to reporter Shay Norling with breaking news on Cap and Jay Hood Shay. Yeah, I got to interrupt the uh, headlines here. Adam Schefter reporting it's a new era in New England. The Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach, and he will be formally introduced at a press conference next week, a source tells ESPN. It's been their linebackers coach since 2019. How about that? That was the rumor. Shay and I were debating this the other morning, I remember, because with Vrabel becoming available, that was supposedly the... Kraft family just loves him, and he was there for the Ring of Honor, which apparently now we're learning upset the owner of the Titans when he said how blessed we are to be a part of this franchise. She took it as a shot at the Titans. He said, I didn't mean it that way. That's where I played. But Gerard Mayo, new head coach, New England Patriots. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that he has the opportunity to be the head coach. That's a transitional hire. Cap, go ahead. Wow. Well, it just, it just is. Like, if I'm Boston, I'm, I'm furious. First of all, the dog and pony show that was that press conference yesterday where it's, you have two press conferences, the one that you had to strong arm Belichick to be part of, in which he took no questions from the media. He, what, what Kraft wanted right there, Robert Kraft, the owner, was the photo op. Hey, everything's good, right? Shaking the hands. Belichick didn't want anything to do with that. He wanted to walk out the door, and he was forced into that. Kraft says, please, just do me a solid, just the one thing. Let's just be up there. Let's just seem like we're... We get along, and then you could just walk out the side door. And so he was fired, by the way. That, I know that we reported there that there was a split. He was fired yesterday. But he I was, was fired. I also read, which I, I think there's some credence to it, that the reason Kraft let him leave without demanding compensation in a trade, you've been a good soldier, let's do this press event, let's shake hands, let's bury the hatchet, and then I will let you out of your deal, because he's still under contract yeah. for $20 million a year. And you can go do whatever it is you want. I don't want anything in return. So one hand washes the other. That's fine. I mean, that's how business works. I get it. I, I did learn one thing. One other thing I learned about that press conference from Kraft, because it was two separate press conferences if people didn't see it. It was Kraft and Belichick, and Belichick really didn't want to be there, but he spoke. The second press conference was just Robert Kraft. Kraft did say, because, you know, when it comes to full autonomy of the organization, we didn't give Bill full power until after year three. After the third, after the third championship, I should say, after the third championship, and so Bill still had to earn it. This whole thing that people thought that when he walked in, he had full autonomy of the roster and free agency in the draft. No, it was after the third championship where he had full power. All right, cut. All right, here is the seven a.m. hour. By the way, brought to you by the Common Energy Efficiency Program. Thank you, Jay Moore. Cubbies made a trade with the Dodgers, and it's a bigger trade than people realize. Sending pitching prospect Jackson Ferris, who they really like, and outfielder prospect Zahir Hope for reliever Yancy Almonte. He's twenty nine, and top fifty prospect number two in the Dodgers system. Infielder Michael Bush, who projects to play some third and first for them. He was the PCL Pacific Coast League. Player of the year last year, but he's 26. The Dodgers are out of 40 man roster space. Ferris does not have to go on the 40 man roster, nor does Hope. So they were able to clear space and get a good young pitching prospect out of the deal. If you ask why they would do it, Bulls set to unveil their Ring of Honor tonight in a halftime ceremony that will honor the dynasty in the 90s that won six NBA championships. Michael Jordan posted a video on social media announcing that he loves Chicago, he'll always be a Chicago Bull, but he cannot be in attendance. Blackhawks lost their seventh and eight games last night, two to one. 
to the Winnipeg Jets, who scored a pair of late goals in the final 243 to overcome a one nothing deficit. The reports came out yesterday that the Bears are interviewing Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator from Seattle, with Pete Carroll being fired. All those assistants are free to look for other jobs. More reports now from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that the Bears have gotten permission to interview 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak, Gary's son, for offensive coordinator. Jay Moore! Cap and Jay Hood are back! We are back, baby! We are back! We are getting dug back! Classic! On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago! Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We hope that you're going to have a great Friday and a great weekend as we talk to you about the Bears. Whatever the Bears decide, do you trust Ryan Poles to get this right? Jump in on our conversation, 312-332-3776. Also, Shot or No Shot comes your way at 8 o'clock. Let us go to the phone lines to talk to you. We start off first in South Boston, Virginia, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here is Pastor Dave on ESPN 1000. Pastor, good morning. Good morning, well, guys. I've I've moved to, back to Charlottesville now, so that's changed. I'm uh, I'm back in civilization, so that's good. Nice. Um, I, so talking about bad pizza, that's all we have in Virginia. But we do have 50 degree weather today, so there is there is that. Yeah, uh, we don't have that. Even the pastor but, rubbing it in. Uh, God bless but, you. But listen, <laughs> we have no pizza. We have we have no good pizza at all. Um, no, I don't trust Ryan Poles, and not because I like him. I trust him. I just somehow. We will come out on the wrong end of it. It's like we're, I think we, we got Michael Jordan. We're cursed in every sports for here on out. Somehow, Justin Fields will go on and be an all star if we get rid of him. Or be, you know, he'll be a superstar. And then Caleb Williams will be bust. If we don't take Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams will be the pat, next Pat Mahomes. And just, uh, Justin Fields will never develop. That's how, that's just how it works for us right now until somehow it just changes. Pastor, but, I want you to stand uh, up in front of your congregation and I want you okay. to say, we're going to put the loser mentality that many of us carry around away. Amen. I want all of you to take hands. Amen. To stand here in front of the Lord. Amen. And pledge to each other from this moment forward, I will conduct myself as a winner. I will well, hold my head high and I will believe good things are around the corner because my Bible listen, is the secret hey. and the law of attraction will attract. Success Yay. to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Okay, so don't interrupt the prayer, it, uh, Pastor. For God's sake, it, I'm ordained, man. Comes, I'm right at your level. Oh, sorry. sorry. When when it comes to sports, <laughs> um, I, I follow you guys, but I'll I'll leave the pulpit stuff to to me. That's that's my area of expertise. But uh, <laughs> but you're right, right? That's how we felt as Cubs fans until it changed. So, but is this not? You guys tell me, is this not the perfect time? To bring in a rookie quarterback because you have actually you have an up and coming defense, you'll have a new offensive coordinator. You have to where a rookie quarterback will have a decent offensive line and won't be. It's actually the first time maybe in in the history of a Bears fan that I think it might not be you know playoff or Super Bowl bound, but at least you know they could figure it out his first year instead of just it's just a mess. And uh, I don't know how you could pass on a prospect that everyone who is an expert where. All these fans, we, we we have become what our our owner said he's not. We are all now football evaluators instead of fans, and and we're not football evaluators. We we are fans. We don't know, but all the experts look at this kid and say, "How can you pass on this kid?" Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields did get better for sure. You guys, we have the eye test, but did he get better like we thought he could? No, 
he got better, but it wasn't like what we thought he could be. Uh, and I'm not a I'm not a football expert. I, I've just watched it my whole life, and he did get better. But you kept how many times did you yell at the TV? Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. I, I mean, that's all my my kids keep saying. All I'm yelling at the house is throw the ball, throw the ball. Um, anyways. Miss you guys. Hope you guys had a, a good New Year and, and Christmas, and uh, hope you guys are, are just blessed. You Thank too. You. Thank you very much, Pastor Dave. We appreciate the telephone call. I don't know, Cap. Actually, I think that was a good prayer you had there. I thought it was. I, I thought, thought was I was right on it, man. <laughs> I, I want us all in 2024 to put the negativity away. If Justin's our quarterback, everyone gets behind him. Sure. And we stop having such a divisive discussion of it and if justin's not we wish him well thank him for his time here in chicago and we get behind caleb williams or whoever it is can we do that nope cannot I mean, it's just Three. pathetic no. to go on social media these guys have an agenda or these guys don't like justin damn stop no that doesn't stop. matter all i want is the bears to win and if the freaking guy that just walked out of the chick-fil-a can throw for 375 yards and four scores and we win i'll eat all the chick-fil-a that got in there i don't care i just want to freaking win i understand Tired of it no i understand that cap but someone's opinion of me is none of my business we're all we're all sports fans we all have a passion i think that the common goal at least the common goal should be that you want the Chicago Bears to win. No matter how you get there, no matter who's in uniform, you should be rooting for the Chicago Bears to be able to win. That's what I'm rooting for. But I'm also going to hold the organization accountable at every turn. I'm in Chicago, after all. I'm not in Phoenix and Charlotte. I'm in, I am in Chicago, my hometown. And so that's what we do, hold them accountable. And so that's what we're doing every day. No matter how you get there, I want the Bears to be able to get there and win, the, and win a championship. Well, at least one more time. Agreed. I saw one. Can I see a second before I'm, I'm out of here? Agreed. Can I do that? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. More of your phone calls on the Bears. Shot or no shot at 8 o'clock right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We are with you until 10 o'clock, and then uh, Mike Greenberg comes in from 10 to noon. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. Wadlin Sylvie, 2 to 6. And Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8. All part of the mix right here on their home for the Chicago Bears ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. You ready for the weekend of football? I'm supposed to be in DeKalb tomorrow for the NIU basketball reunion that we put together. Uh-huh. I was telling you about that. Kenny Battle has done a great job putting this together. So to- I don't know if it's going to happen because of the roads, but I'm going to miss some of the football action, but it's cool because I get to be with my former players. But my guy, the Fat Jack, that's a Black and Abdallah special. They have him on regularly, and he's been on fire with his picks. Fire. He says Buffalo over 36. Buffalo over 36. Mm-hmm. Okay, cold, but no, not a lot of snow in Buffalo, right? Or. Is that the conditions? You know, I don't know what the snow is supposed to be like there. I do not know. Because but, the weather always is a factor when you start putting your money out there. Correct. But he likes Buffalo over, and he's got some other plays. But that dude is, he's really good, man. Really good. So this is, this is going to be great, Cap. 1 o'clock, I've got uh, UIC Bradley. By the time that game's over, I should be home to be able to check out 
the beginning of the games. Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. That's going to be, again, a, a glorious uh, NFL playoff Saturday. That's going to be great. So, so now, for those that just watch Bears football, you can see how the other half lives. Correct. <laughs> go, oh, wow, that looks pretty good. Look at the ball go down the field vertically on a regular basis. Wow, look at those dynamic runs. Look at the, the reckless abandon that a defense does to be able to get to a quarterback. It's un- I mean, it is night and day. There have been times, Cap, that we have said when you watch the Bears, it was like watching the 6 o'clock sophomore game as you sat and waited for the varsity to come out at 7.30. Seriously, that's what it, it felt yeah. like at times. Agreed. Like, like the lowest of the Big Ten games, and then here comes the SEC or the Pac-12 at the highest level. That's how it looked at times. I want the Bears to look that dynamic Correct. on both sides of the football. I want people to go, oh, wow, the Bears are here. Wow. Big leagues are rolling in. That's what I want. Devin is in Westchester. He is with us on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Good morning, Devin. Good morning, guys. How's it going? What's up, Devin? Um, What's up, Devin? A few few things, man. Uh, I'll be 57 on Sunday. Lifelong Chicagoan. I didn't start eating pizza until I was 17 years old. I used to hate it. And then I had home run in and been changed ever since. That's another great pizza. Damn. Also, I do trust Ryan Poles. I'm all in on Justin Fields, and that's coming from a guy that's always loved the Michigan Wolverines. And most importantly... The Bears haven't won a championship since they got rid of the Honey Bears, which was in 1986. So maybe we need to start a petition to bring our Honey Bears back. They People have tried. Mrs. McCaskey just turned 101. God bless her. She is not going to have cheerleaders. Wow. That, that was her call. <laughs> Thank you for your call from 1989. 312-332-3776. Right. I mean, but yeah, but still. Come on now. I think that's... That's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. At least that's the hope. Cheerleaders making a difference. I want a better offensive line first. I'll take that, too. And then (laughs) get Eberflus to grow his mustache back. He used to have, I think, a mustache and a goatee. By the way, Shay. Did you see that picture, too? Yeah. I saw that yesterday, too. I was, first of all, a much younger man at that time. But, yeah. I mean, in order to win a championship around here, you must have a mustache. Yes. So can Matt still grow one? See, I mean, if he... I was able to grow a beard. I was always a clean-shaven guy. See, I would love to ask you for Flus that, but, you know, he'd probably feel like he was interrogated. Go ahead, Cap, what you're saying? Oh, wow. Uh, Shay, hey, Shay. Yes, So Cappy. the reason that the Patriots did not have to go through a search, it even had, because of the Rooney rule, now Gerard Mayo is African-American, but oh, oh. had he not been... They still would not have had to oblige to the Rooney Rule because two brothers they had the succession (laughs) plan in his contract. I had no idea. They never talked to Mike Vrabel, never talked to anyone else. As soon as Belichick parted ways, it was automatically triggered in his contract, and the NFL allows that. So, yeah, for people wondering, did they talk to Vrabel? Did they talk to anybody? Nope. Done deal. I'm happy for his opportunity. Super cool. Yeah, I'm happy for his opportunity. But, again, if I was a fan of that team, I would say, well, wait a minute here. Here's Vrabel, who is available. You don't have to, do, you don't have, to have any compensation, no draft picks. There you go. But this is the, choice. This is the lane that they've gone. I think it's, it's going to take some time yep. in New England because now you've got to find a GM, like a real GM. And a coach. And I mean, a, not a coach, a quarterback. Yeah. So there's a lot of, of work to be done there. Uh, Southside Daniels on ESPN 1000. Hey, Daniel. Hey, good morning, guys. What's Long up? Long time listening, first time caller. Appreciate hey, you. Listen, Thank you, man. I don't get um, Ryan Poles. 
um, at all. And here's why. We look at the offensive line. To me, it's no better than last year. Um, I'm not satisfied with mediocre um, progress. I look at the games um, that they lost, the ones where they blew the lead. The offensive line couldn't do anything in the second half. To me, Braxton Jones is not a um, special player. I think you need someone special at your left tackle position. I don't see how you bring Matt Eberflus back when his quarterback and coordinator couldn't get on the same page. And I'm not a fan of bringing Justin back. I'm not blaming Getsy. But the reality of it is that for two years, they couldn't get on the same page. And not, not once did you challenge them during the game and say, hey, guys, come on. You guys know this offense. you got to get it moving. If Justin Fields was so inadequate, why didn't, why didn't he just bench him? We saw the New Jersey bench their quarterback. We saw um, Bill Belichick bench his quarterback. Why didn't he just bench him and say, you're not getting it done? And it's not fair to the team. And I don't see anyone – I'm not in love with the defense either. I like Sweat. I like Jalen Johnson. But once again, they blew four games where they had the lead going into the fourth quarter. You've got to get some players in defense who can do things that you can't teach. I need a special linebacker. Look at that game. Green Bay, how is it that you don't get off the field the last four minutes of the game? Like you said, Cap, with three timeouts, which is really about seven minutes. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I am all in on Ryan Poles because Darnell Wright, I think Darnell Wright's going to be a hell of a right tackle. I'm not a huge Nate Davis guy, but that's what you get in free agency. He's got to address center, no question. Tevin Jenkins is an elite left guard. Maybe they move him to right and go sign a left and take a dead cap hit on Nate Davis or make him a swing. Braxton is a young, emerging player who needs another year working with Olin, which Polls talked about in the press conference, that he went and trained with Olin. So we'll see. They, uh, the roster's markedly better, is what I'm saying. Shout and no shot in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.